Hello, one and all. It's just me. I'm all alone. I haven't been abandoned by Ben. He will be joining us later on. I'm just doing a quick intro. First of all, I just wanted to say that I've got to give you a little heads up, a warning if you like, being a true crime podcast. We do talk about adult themes, so do please take note of that. And if you're not in the mood, then maybe listen when you are or avert your ears and go elsewhere for some material which isn't quite as, at times, shocking and perhaps thought-provoking. I'm Victoria Mitzi, podcaster, journalist, originally Londoner, but now I'm in the southwest, as you hear, through our podcast. Ben's not here, don't be concerned, I haven't done away with him. As our opening question to you was, 73 episodes ago now about how to best dispose of a body. A theme we do cover with our guest this week, News Doyen, our very special guest, I should say, this week. Yes, it's glamorous news lady. (coughs) All you guys have built up a picture in your mind, I think, of titillating description such as we have beckoned in you. So what do we cover? This week we've got, this bi-week, we've got dogging, personal tales of spiking, because that's been in the news, drugging people to take advantage of them. And those are quite personal accounts. Again, another, tri- if that's a trigger warning for you, do be careful with this episode. Cannibalism is something we cover. And orgies, not in that order. Ben and I caught up with her a little bit earlier. And here's the result. Here she is, the lady we've been waiting for. <laughs> it's Glamorous Knees Lady! Yay! Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Is it a home yeah. from home? Yeah, I feel like I know you guys. Oh, actually, I do. <laughs> we've been listening to you for so long. You're the famous glamorous one around here. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking really glamorous now, aren't I? That's the name we drop with almost depressing regularity. Well, actually, I think, Victoria, you're, you drop it more often than I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm slightly starstruck here. You're a terrible name dropper. <laughs> oh, look, he's talking. <laughs> I think got a little bit of snot came out. <laughs> <laughs> but we have been waiting for so long. There's a big build-up. Yeah, another release. <laughs> <laughs> So what we wanted to do was um, refer way back, if you cast your minds back about a year and a half, to how best to dispose of a body during lockdown. Because um, like Ben, you're an ex-Bieber. So what we like to do was give our best stories and ask people for their best body disposal methods. Indeed, in these difficult circumstances, different circumstances, I was going to say, how um, how that might go according to glamorous knees lady knees lady glamorous knees lady now Mm, what would be your favored method do you think definitely pigs see i spent a lot of time thinking about it because you guys were talking about it but you know what i was thinking about today would you eat bacon from a pig that had eaten a person yeah probably i would i don't think i'd care i mean you wouldn't you wouldn't know would you you just think it's just it's just bacon it wouldn't taste any different if Unless the bacon tastes a bit a like chicken, like pigs. I think aren't people well? Didn't don't cannibals call human beings that they eat, or the missionaries they used to eat? Didn't they call them long pigs? Oh, if human tastes a bit like bacon, then you wouldn't. They wouldn't know, would you? You wouldn't know. Would you care? I think if I knew, it might put me off a little bit. Well, I only just recently found out that they don't feed animals who we, which we eat anything. And I think a lot of them are veg. They make them vegetarian. Is that right? Well, no. Most animals we eat are vegetarian. In fact, there are very few carnivores that you eat as food. Um, things like cows, pigs. I mean, pigs, generally speaking, eat a vegetarian diet. Although they are fed, I think, quite a lot of um, fish meal that includes some kind of fish product. I don't know what it is, but that's when bacon can taste a bit fishy because they've been eating that. Oh, lovely fishy bacon! Anyone? If if you have chickens, I, I might know a little bit about having chickens. Um, you're only supposed to feed them kitchen scraps if you've got a vegan kitchen. 
Ah, very, very interesting. What happens to them otherwise? I think it's just because of eating their eggs. It's it's all that BSE thing, isn't it? Oh. And CJD that they were being fed lots of inappropriate things, and so they and including their own animals. So they were they were effectively being like cannibals, weren't they? So what would happen to us if we ate humans? You can get diseases from it. So there there was okay. some tribe that was eating. They would just like eat people's brains. In a that that was just oh. the thing that they did, and then they were all getting stuff like CJD. That's Kikuyu, <laughs> Kikuyu tribe, aren't they? In yeah. yes, Masamara, I think. I don't know. I just knew you know, specialising in right. tribes as I do. <laughs> oh, interesting. So they just go clucking mad. Boom, boom. So you just yeah, cannibalism's fine, but you can pass on some viruses from it, and it can make a bit poorly. All right, I'll 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 give it a rest then. <laughs> yeah, but you're okay as long as you don't eat brain and spinal columni. Isn't that where the sort of the CJD, I don't know, vac- yeah. uh, virus or bacteria or whatever it is, lurgy, lurks. So that man luring uh, gay men round to his flat and eating penises was okay? Yeah, that was, that was fine. I mean, goodness me. <laughs> Who wouldn't do that after a night out? <laughs> I thought it was a sausage gum. <laughs> if you're talking of eating penises, that does take us quite neatly onto our first topic, doesn't it? All the gay dogging out at the back of Big Bats. God, I was wondering which topic. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been anything, couldn't it? Yeah, well, apparently this is one of your haunts, Ben. <laughs> you think if I lived in, um, what is it, Brig House in West Yorkshire, then it would be. Luckily, I live many miles from there. Well, they're looking at the state of the fry-up. I think I'd be a very regular visitor if I was. They look really nice. And everybody loves a big fry-up. You'll be fine. More sausage than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> I mean, this, so this cafe, Big Bat, is owned by Sharon Huerit, uh and another lady. And oh, sorry, Sharon Werrett and her sister. And Sharon has been has got a bit fed up because apparently um, gay men from Manchester travel over there and go dogging behind their cafe. She says the lay by cafe has been blighted by male doggers having sex with each other just yards away. She says the wooded area just behind her cafe is littered with sex waste, whatever that is including bin bags full of used condoms and old mattresses that are used for people to have sex on. Mm, the glamour. Most they have to be old, though. A new mattress won't do. <laughs> this is my favourite quote. Most people think it's funny, she said, but actually it's really seedy. Oh, surprise. There's a charity <laughs> that comes down and puts condoms and lube in the trees. I'm not quite sure why they're lubing up the trees. <laughs> 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 you love that detail, <laughs> don't you? I do. <laughs> My daughter's 21 and she came over once and said, Mum, I've just seen a dogger. And I said to her, it could have been a fisherman. And she said, Mum, he had his penis in his hand. They just walk around naked. <laughs> Why do you think it could have been a fisherman? <laughs> Cast that your nets was, on the other side. That was his fishing rod. <laughs> well it was certainly some tackle (laughs) question is do they buy a big bath afterwards because if they (laughs) they buy a big bath afterwards i don't know what she's complaining about absolutely yeah i mean she's if they are you know very very profitable patrons for the business you think she'd she'd, she'd shut a whinging unless she's just trying to attack more doggers maybe the dog i mean if they i mean you know if these gay men are like the gay men i know then they probably don't eat massive fry-ups but have the occasional protein you know bar or sort of you know shots of protein yeah (laughs) protein (laughs) followed by protein (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> followed by about no bats maybe... aren't in the equation are they no they're not maybe she's just trying to drum up more business oh well, she should change the name change... Or, or just change what she serves yep loads of say... sausage call it loads of sausage <laughs> <laughs> they'll be fine or big puppies <laughs> matron take them away oh. <laughs> <laughs> this um this reminds me of a dogging story that we did in it was in Devon. This is not me trying to like um, make a trap for you, but do you know where a dogging area is in Devon? I know a few dogging areas in Devon. Ah, I got you. 
<laughs> it's H- Horden. Oh, I can't remember. Holden Hill. Holden. Yes. Holden Hill. Yeah. Yeah, we did cover that. I know someone who went there to film Starlings. That's what they said. <laughs> they gone for hours and hours. Yeah. <laughs> they went with looking at the birds. <laughs> did they come back a bit shocked? Yes, if you know the person. <laughs> <laughs> you should have directed them to the Big Bats Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of a schlep from Devon, though, isn't it? That's true. Maybe Big Bats needs to franchise. Mm. Like, <laughs> Little Bats. Yeah, and, and maybe change it from Big Bats to Hot Rods or. <laughs> Very good. I like it. <laughs> but we kind of we threw this on you. You're thinking, what am I doing here? We were supposed to be talking about other stuff. Um, and actually, before I forget, who's your famous ancestor? Can we talk about that? I'll cut it out if you don't want me to. Yeah, well, supposedly. Yeah. Which one? Oh. How many have you got? Yeah, we've got none. Um, well, the prince is in the tower. It's oh, like yes. lots of cousins ago. Yes. Wow, so, that's a pretty cool sort of ancestor. Yeah. yeah. So supposedly... Um, Elizabeth Woodville, who married Edward the Fourth, I think, was the sister of like lots of great grandmothers. Wow, cool! And and her children were the princes in the tower, and one of her daughters married Henry the Seventh, so Henry the Eighth and Elizabeth the First would be very, very distant second and third cousins. Would that be Tudor? Yes. But I suspect probably about 25% of the country would be the same as well. Because if you look at people like people, ancestors. Wasn't that comedian on telly the other day related to royalty? Josh someone or other? Probably most of us are. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I'm really pretty sure I'm not. Well, if you're related to anybody, it'd be a family, wouldn't it? Queen Hildebrand or whatever she is. Well, who's the who's the Queen of Holland? There isn't. He's a king. Who's the oh, Alexander? Who's the king of Holland? King Alexander. Alexander. I think so. I'm not really up on any royalty. Sorry. King I know we're in Clark. the presence of royalty now. <laughs> yes. Queen of Holland has got a special place in Amsterdam in the red light district. Yeah, a window, special place in the window. To them. <laughs> She's got the biggest window out of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um. Actually, we're going from windows to doors. Oh, boom, boom. And we'd like to know who our get, whose door our guest climbed into to have a wee. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to guess? Celebrity doors. Knobs and, <laughs> knobs and knockers. Celebrity doors. <laughs> I told you I was really bad this weekend. I did. Um, I did. I did. I did um go into a random person's house once to have a wee I I don't actually know who that person was but I didn't know them and it, and I've never met them before or since but I did walk in and have a wee in a complete stranger's house without talking to them You didn't talk to anyone you just went in I didn't know that <laughs> yeah, You didn't even I... ask if it was okay <laughs> no. It's quite a long story because... Do you know what I thought? I thought oh she's so beautiful they'll just go okay have a wee no. have a poo if you want no problem <laughs> No, what Just because was... she's beautiful doesn't necessarily mean that she makes beautiful poo. <laughs> Get out of here. I, didn't poo, it I mean, just, just because me. someone's beautiful on the outside doesn't necessarily make them beautiful on the inside. Depends on your gut biome. I've got a very good gut biome, I'll have you know. Why? What do you do about it? I I get it. Oh, do you? I had sauerkraut done. yesterday. Well, that's just as good. Yeah, no, I did. I did walk into some complete stranger's house for a week. I didn't actually know that I was doing that at the time. I was filming a guy who chopped off his own toe. And um, <laughs> we were filming out in his garden because, um, because his house didn't have quite the right light, which was quite good because his toe was a bit smelly. He kept it in a Ugh. little... And so we, in a what? We, in a tin, a small tin. So he'd open the tin and show me his toe. And it That's was like, actually revolting. It, well, it was like something from Waking the Dead because it was all sort of yellow and shriveled and a little bit smelly. So I was quite pleased we were outside. 
but he was in this sort of row of houses out in the middle of nowhere and um and his garden wasn't right next to his house so we'd had to like walk up a path and then go into the garden and after seeing the toe I'd forgotten which house it was so I said I needed a wee and was it all right if I just went back to the house and the lady the wife said oh it's all right the back door's open so I went back down the path and I was looking at the houses and I thought I can't remember which house it was I think it must be the end one because we were in a, a sort of garden at the side so I sort of felt the door and the door was unlocked so I thought it must be the right house but I thought I'll just call in and say hello so I sort of opened the door and said hello hello nobody answered so I went and you're wee. needing a wee yeah so Ooh. I thought I didn't know that it was definitely his house but I thought it was probably his house and I was sitting there and there were two toothbrushes on the side and I was like yeah that's him and his wife that's their toothbrushes and um and so you know flushed the loo washed my hands went out and I remember looking left and seeing into the living room and thinking that's definitely not the same living room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a complete stranger's house. And I've just peed and flushed the loo. So Did I they catch back... you? No, didn't I just you realise as soon as you walked in and it didn't smell of toe? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hang on, this house smells much too nice. I just wonder, like, what were they doing? Were they, like, upstairs folding and washing and they just suddenly heard the loo plug? <laughs> what on earth was going on? No, nobody came down and, like, asked me what I was doing there. It was really weird. Could have been dangerous. Yeah, it was. It, there was a chance that it could have been quite dangerous because this particular row of houses, people told me it was social housing and they put people in there who couldn't live around other people because <gasps> they were quite difficult or they were drug addicts. So, yeah, I did think later when I realised what I'd done that I was quite lucky that I didn't get shot or something. We're glad to still have you, unlike um, if you were working on a film set with Alec Baldwin. Oh, my God. <laughs> Much safer than that. So so the risk assessment for that job was you're going to a, an isolated house in a community of people who can't live with other people to see a guy who hacked off his own toe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was totally relaxed. It's going to be It fine. was all good. It was all. And do you know what? We never even broadcast the story. Yeah. Oh. God. So is the way. His toe was a no-show. You risked your life for that. Risked my life. No-show yeah. toe toe. Ben, are you getting very excited by the babies on the wall? Yes, ben I am. I love babies. the babies. They're very sweet, aren't they? They're adorable. Oh, they are. Lo- those are lovely pictures. Are they still? I assume they're not still babies, or are they? No, still babies? no, no. They're much older. They're not remotely babyish at all. Yeah, I mean, after all, the photos are black and white, so they've got lovely heads. <laughs> they have oh. got lovely heads. Yeah, it's, it's actually quite rare to have heads. such a nice shaped head. They look less like less like Winston Churchill than most babies I've seen, which I think is nice. <laughs> Let that be a compliment to you. Oh, it I is thought. a huge compliment. And hopefully a full compliment of toes as well. I've ended up looking like Winston Churchill in older years. <laughs> and when you say a full compliment, do you mean like a kind of a local compliment of six per foot or just five? <laughs> I, was, I suppose I was referring to the traditional five per foot. But, oh, but if okay. you've got the, the, the classic southwest sort of Devon stroke Cornwall bonus toe, then well done. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get the bonus toe. But my son did have a swimming teacher who had webbed feet, which I thought was really appropriate. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen webbed feet. No, I hadn't until I, I looked like. at the swimming teacher's feet. And I was like, wow. Is it freak? Is, oh, that's a bit mean, but is it like really weird? Well, hang on. Can, can I speak as somebody who's got slightly webbed feet here? That it's not quite. It's you tell not me quite now. All it, get out. It's not, it's not quite all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Because, You're a crap swimmer. I, I didn't even realise I had webbed feet until I went to see my sister when her little son was quite newborn. And she said, yeah, he's lovely, but he has got webbed feet. And I looked at them and basically, so imagine that's my foot. There's my big toe, um, sort of first toe, second toe. So the, the, the two kind of there, the sort of the joint of them is sort of slightly higher than the rest. So you could say they're sort of... Ben, this is a recording, so you have to state it's those middle ones then. The two middle ones are slightly conjoined, so they're not fully webbed. And I think if anybody thinks that having webbed feet makes you a great swimmer, then they're a liar. (laughs) (laughs) That's your excuse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can swim okay, but I'm not a great swimmer. 
I find that I've never noticed I have a huge advantage due to having very mildly webbed second and third toes on each foot. What you needed was six webbed toes. Ah, now you're talking. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be, you'd get in the sea and you'd end up in France. You do well to end in, you do well to end in France if you got in the Irish sea. I tried to float to France once when I was five. I was really cross. <laughs> I fell in the sea in, at, at Easter into the North Sea up in um, near Newcastle or Newcastle, as my dad would say. Mm. And um, and I was really pleased because I'd wanted to go to France for, for quite some time since I discovered that France was a thing about a year earlier. And I thought I was just lying there thinking, brilliant. Because I'd been swept off my feet by this big wave. Great, I'm going to float to France. And then my Uncle Tom came and pulled me out. And I was absolutely furious. Don't blame you. What a party pooper. I know. It was an outrage. And then I wasn't allowed out for the next three days in case I caught a chill. (laughs) Unless I caught the hovercraft. (laughs) (laughs) Do they do hovercraft anymore? I don't think they do. I think they, that was a thing, they, wasn't it? It was so modern kind of, for us. They were a really cool thing that just suddenly disappeared. Yeah. Probably because they used about sixty trillion gallons of fuel to go twenty-two miles. Because they had four massive propellers on them. Like, um, what are they called? Those big air balloons, zeppelins. Oh, what zeppelins. happened to them? Well, they they went out of fashion after the Hindenburg disaster, didn't after they? After the band. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> hey, after um, the band. <laughs> <laughs> lead balloon more like <laughs> oh boom boom <laughs> um who's the other famous ancestor then i don't know have you done them all was there another one? Oh, i thought you said there were two you just that a whole strand of them unless we misunderstood just whole kind of, whole you're strand. just showing off yeah there's probably some other famous ones that i just don't know about wasn't there a famous strong woman <laughs> well i think don't henry the eighth and elizabeth first might count as two <laughs> they're pretty good Although I don't think Henry VIII was a woman, as far as I'm aware. That's Maybe his... that's why he killed all his wives. <laughs> what, for their clothes? Yeah, exactly, and their makeup. <laughs> and their, their collection of My Little Ponies. My Little Pony, My Little Pony. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I decorated my first bathroom, the bathroom in my first house, after my favourite My Little Pony. And oh, do you know what? Nice. Which is which one? Uh, lemon Drop. But you know it didn't work. <laughs> Turned out it worked very well on My Little Pony, and it did not work in a bathroom. What was the colour combination for lemon drop? Lemon and lilac. That sounds insane. <laughs> How could that not work in any kind of room? <laughs> That's like my it's five-year-old's like favourite. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it, and my best friend came and said, Do you know what, this doesn't work. Mm. Well, I hope you told me That's... to fuck off. It's not their business. You've decorated it. Yeah, no, I was very happy. I think I repainted it before I sold it, though. Oh, fair enough. I do remember decorating a bathroom once a few years ago for a friend of mine. And for some reason, she decided that she wanted this big cabinet thing that was in the bathroom painted purple and then the walls painted bright orange. And that really did look utterly, utterly hideous, especially as for some reason, and due to a bit of a mix up, she bought gloss paint for the walls. So trying to paint walls with orange gloss paint and expecting it to look anything other than total shit was... (laughs) Although it might be splash proof, which is quite useful in the bathroom. Ah, fair point, yeah. Splash proof. I bet they've got splash proof at Big Baps. I bet they have got splash proof at Big Baps. <laughs> they need it. Um, would you like to intro the story that you sent me? Or shall I? Glamorous want, news lady, tell us a story. Tell us a His story. knees lady. Glamorous You've got to show us your knees now. Knees lady. We're not in big baps. Ben won't leave it alone. (laughs) You'll be waiting a while for some big baps. Do you know what's weird though? The way it's written by the mirror is quite strange. Two teachers have been sacked following a shooting when they stumbled onto wrong flat after night out. That doesn't really give you the story from a headline, does it? Florida teachers Darius Tyone Cohen and Akua Jamel Hallback aimed to go to the home of a woman they'd met that night. I don't have my glasses on, but went to the wrong flat. Cohen got into the bed of a married couple and it led to a shooting. Whoops. So I think one of them, they've gone back. This, so this links back to, to me and the man who chopped his toe off. See what could have happened? 
I didn't get shot, thankfully. So they so glad you didn't get shot. met women, and one of them went in the flat with the woman and then came out, and then they decided they needed the weed. So they went back to the flat, but it turned out to be the wrong flat. Oh, they, they, need, oh, they didn't mention the wee. Goodness, getting, needing a wee really lands you in hot water. <laughs> yeah, the moral of it is, if you need a wee mm. and you're not sure which house mm. it is, just err on the side of caution do it outside somewhere. Mm. Not in a stinky alley. Stinky toe house. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the two school teachers get in, got in bed with the married couple and led to the shooting. And one and of those intruders well. charged with attempted murder. So, so what bit, I'm seeing is that one yeah. of the teachers got into bed with this couple and, and their baby. Um, the other teacher had gone to the bathroom, <laughs> possibly for a wee, we don't know. Um, when he came back and there was a bit of a scuffle going on, he got the other teacher, Darius Cohen, and took him out. Um, and then there was another kind of um, argument with the male resident. Then the male resident of the house went to go back into his house. Cohen followed him and fired four shots, uh, striking him in the back, although the uh, injuries are not life-threatening. Thank you for making sense of that. I was, like, grappling. <laughs> Have you ever gone back to the wrong house? Like, you've moved house and then you got drunk and gone back to the wrong house. I know people who've done that and they've still had the key and gone into their wrong house when they've been... Knock, knock, knock. Come on in. No, but <laughs> not, not when that. you go into a new house, getting into the right room is a problem. I keep turning one way to go to the loo when I've <laughs> <It's like, laughs> in the pot plant a few times. <laughs> no, who do you know who's done that? That's quite a big problem. No, loads of my friends have done that. I mean, like millions, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Epidemic. Yeah, totally. I think it's quite often students, isn't it? Like they, you know, it's only. Mm few months since they oh yeah well, they live quite nomadic lifestyles don't they nomadic they like it they don't know where to go but it doesn't suggest that um the vetting process for hiring teachers in florida is especially thorough does it if these two pe teachers are the kind of guys who go out end up in the wrong house and decide to shoot the occupant of the place just for trying to kick them out yeah but what's weird is when you become a parent that you realize that teachers are about 12 <laughs> is oh, that when you're a geriatric mother i wouldn't know about that <laughs> it's it's scary it though it is scary isn't it like we had loads of scandals involving our teachers in my school we also had a paedophile that got in and filmed our changing rooms they is there posed... anyone in there yeah <laughs> what oh they were just looking at the interiors <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to a quite, it wasn't a public school, but I went to a, a girls' school that was quite well-to-do, and we had a lot of scandals, and one of them was the paedophiles that, that got a camera into the into the changing rooms. I was quite lucky, because I was in the sixth form by then, so I wasn't ever using them, I didn't have to do PA, PA anymore, but it was quite traumatic. And then after I left, they stopped having school discos because somebody shot the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> because That's the music they constantly played said nothing to them about their life. <laughs> That's an occupational hazard. Yeah, what, if you're a DJ. I think so. Well, DJ. <laughs> it's even more of an occupational hazard if you're a street beatboxer. Listen to my beat. The thing is, what the problem is, they believe all that thing that tells you you should follow your dream. Well, actually, they shouldn't. They should just go and get a job as a I don't know, mechanic at QuickFit or something. They probably are. That's yeah. what's making them beatbox. That's what you do if you end up at QuickFit. You fix, fix, fix a gearbox. <laughs> You're doing it. <laughs> I dreamt that I murdered somebody once. I'm not going to follow that dream. Who did you murder? I murdered somebody. Well, someone murdered my dad and I attached them. And um, and in, in the dream, I bit them. I grabbed their arm and I bit them. And at that particular time, I used to sleep in a way that I quite often would like get a sort of dead arm. And the next day, I was just having my lunch and I took a bite of my sandwich and I looked at my arm, and there were teeth, there were teeth marks on it. This <laughs> <laughs> is my own arm in my sleep. I didn't even wake oh up. God. So I had like these two like sets of teeth marks, and then bruises from the hand where I'd grabbed my own arm, thinking that it was an attacker in my sleep, bitten it. Is this one of those things like they say that if you're sort of falling in your dream, if you ever hit the bottom, you die? Is this is this one of those things where if you murder yourself in your sleep, you die? <laughs> A weird like nightmare on elm street thing do you have it... anxiety dreams because that sounds yeah. like an anxiety dream 
Yeah, I used to have a lot of anxiety dreams about broadcasting. Oh, everybody who works in broadcasting yeah. has anxiety dreams about broadcasting, about trying yeah. to read a bulletin and all the papers just blank and, you know, nothing works, yeah. all that kind of in stuff. In German, yeah. press release in German. Do you know what? And then most of those things actually happened and I just stopped having them after that. <laughs> Real Did life you get a press was far release in German? nightmare. <laughs> no, I had, to do, I had to do one bulletin with no scripts and no autocue ones. What? How no, did you no. do that? Did you just uh, make it up? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what did you do? Can we see I, it? Well, can we find it? Can you see it? No. That, well, God, I don't know. I bet you can't I, watch it. No, I've never watched it. It was horrible. No, horrible. You can't because it horrible. brings it back. Yeah. And I had one where I was supposed to be doing the weather and it was during the, the Iraq war and I'd been doing so well. It was just so busy. I was like getting all this stuff out. And it got to the two o'clock news. And then the one o'clock news, we used to have the shipping forecast. And I accidentally brought the shipping forecast in, instead of the weather in. And I, and I was there and it was like, you'd press a button and then the next script would come up. And I was like, and the weather in Devon will be. And, um, and I was looking through the shipping forecast. So I thought well, it must be the next page. I was like, the weather will be, press go again. And, um, and something else came up. And I was like, the weather will be, as I started going through all these bits of paper, still couldn't find anything remotely looking like the weather. I looked at the shipping forecast, there was no weather in the shipping forecast because it was a shipping forecast. So I looked out the window and I went, sunny. He was really never used it's five plus two. And then the person who was like listening to, to it and playing the out jingle thought I hadn't finished. So there was just this gap of about a minute of silence and nothing. Anyway, <laughs> I know that. Talking. The other thing is having to, like, you have to fill because the, the thing on the screen isn't working. You're, I'm, I'm talking about radio. And then you're grabbing papers and you're like, what's this? And sort of half of you is trying to scan papers for, and it could be a press release. It could be anything yeah. that you're grabbing in the studio. And then you've got like 10 weathers. All <laughs> <laughs> weathers that you could want. <laughs> It's just luck if you bring a spare copy. People don't now. Yeah, I always used to have spares. I had one occasion when someone had gone to the loo and hadn't come back. I just started again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I used to do. That's, that's, the, that's the thing to do. Every now and then in the local radio, you'd forget you're supposed to sort of look up. Oh, shit, I've only got 10 seconds to go. Grab a load of paper, sprint to the studio, hope that you had some audio in there, otherwise you'd run out of breath. And if you didn't have enough stuff to fill, you'd just go, and just to recap on our top stories again, yeah. and off you went from the start. Yeah. <laughs> in a three-minute bulletin. Yeah. <laughs> Being out of breath is awful. Yeah. That's really like... <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to present cool, calm and collected. Or you've gone to do the washing up and someone teens calls you and you run back to your seat. With your furry trousers on. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's half glamorous news lady, half... What's his name? Pan. That's the god, isn't it? Was... <laughs> well, with his with his goat feet. <laughs> this is a bit I don't harsh. My legs. <laughs> I don't even need furry trousers then to keep warm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what you told me. They're furry trousers. Actually, they're just unshaved legs. <laughs> Loving the furry trousers. <laughs> no, that's my minge. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, I'm plotting it. <laughs> Crafty. <laughs> <laughs> We should go on to um, the spiking with needles, unless you have anything Why not? burning you want to talk about. Okay, fine. We shall. Yeah? I think it's really interesting. I don't want to bring everyone down off their cloud. Talk about being spiked. Yeah. Have you been spiked? I've not, oh. No, I don't think I've been spiked. I've been I spiked. think I have been. Yeah. Have go on. Glamorous you news lady, tell us when you were spiked. <laughs> spiked. I dream about being spiked. Now I, I was spiked at a party. I wasn't. I wasn't drinking very much, but I'm sure I was spiked. It was a party where I think the dog got spiked as well. The only oh dog died. The dog oh, got spiked. Is, is, sorry, that is bringing everyone down. No, I think I was spiked because I just started feeling really weird, and I decided to call the taxi the minute I started feeling weird. And I kind of weird. You know, I just I just felt really disorientated suddenly, and so I don't I don't think it was proper spiky spiky stuff, but I think it was just somebody put a drug in my drink, and um, 
so I, I tried to call a taxi from the houseboat and somebody told me where I was. And then I went to the loo and I thought I was there for about two minutes. But when I came out, the taxi driver said that it, he'd been waiting for about 20. And, um, and then the next thing I knew, so I, mu I must have known enough to get home. And I remember waking up on my bed fully clothed, really cold, because I just could have gone in and just lay down and then passed out. So I think I was really lucky on that occasion. How old were you? Was it, when was it? Uh, I was in my 20s, mid 20s. So this is kind of the target group that's being spiked now. Uh, I think the only reason that I've realised, I think that I was spiked is because I was reading this stuff. Because I was just way too drunk for what I was drinking. Is that what you felt? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't drinking very much. I was dancing and I had my glass on the side of, on, like, on the wall, uh. I was dancing outside. And it was, it was only later on, and particularly when I learned that the dog, had, something had been fed to the dog. and he That's died. hideous. That's really awful. No, I'm not feeling more sorry for the dog. No, I'm not sorry for the dog. It's a beautiful red setter, really, really beautiful dog. Oh, my God. Oh, but hang on a second. I have some experience that red setters have very dicky tummies anyway. Do they? Because a neighbour of mine had a red setter that died of a twisted stomach. Oh. The dog's name was Molly. Poor old Molly. Poor Molly. Yeah. And um, I don't think anybody roofied the hell out of Molly. I think she just died with a, of having a... Because they, 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 for some reason, they're very, I don't know, sensitive in that area. Possibly because they've been overbred or something. I don't know. Yeah, I just remember waking up then after... And just being really, all of a sudden, really drunk. And then not remembering any of the party. And waking up with a friend, like, uh, you know, in our clothes, asleep and not knowing how I got there. And just thinking back on it makes me think that's not normal. But it's weird when you're a student and you're, you know, that is kind of the norm to, you know, but you have a progression and that's what I missed out on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pound a pint and stuff. <laughs> but now there's whole, have you seen all that stuff on social media that there's a whole process hmm. you've got to do? Yeah, so. What you should do. But yeah. you're supposed to, yeah, they're wearing um, like a lot of denim to try and stop needle penetration. So they're doing things like that and, and then only going out in groups. Yeah, a friend Blimey. of mine had a proper spiking experience. It was 100% definitely. And she was spiked. And then she has some vague recollection of being at someone's house and escaping it. And she can only remember very small bits of it. And then she was wandering around. And somebody else found her and took her in and tried to take advantage of her. She was very, very lucky. That she, it, I mean, it was very serious, but she was very lucky that she wasn't sexually assaulted mm. in amongst that. Because it, even though she had had her drink spiked, she was able to get out of people's houses. And eventually oh. her friends managed to find her. The world's worst good Samaritan. Yeah. So this, what I found on the BBC is actually Newsbeat. Injection spiking, how likely is it? Recent stories of women being spiked by injection on nights out have caused worry amongst students and politicians. Random. Students and politicians. Several UK police forces are investigating possible cases and the Home Secretary's asked for an urgent update on the scale of the problem. How easy is needle spiking, it says. Professor Adam Winstock from the Global Drug Survey says it would be difficult to inject someone with drugs in a night out situation. Needles have to be inserted with a level of care. And that's when you've got the patient sitting in front of you with skin and no clothes, he tells Newsbeat. The idea that these things can be randomly given through clothes in a club is just not that likely. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, if you are, let's Four say you decide old, you want to do this, cool. you've got to go out with a needle, you've got to have it somewhere, you know, secreted on your person. You've got to then, you know, get the whatever cover you've got on the needle off the needle, then walk around with it. And it's a plunger, isn't it? So you don't have to go up to somebody push it in and, and you know, administer whatever drug it is. I think it's quite difficult to do. I didn't think about that at all. The point of an umbrella. <laughs> yeah. Smuggle but... your umbrella <laughs> in. Awesome that was um, the Italian financier, wasn't it? Aldo Moro, wasn't he killed? With... No, he was, he was hanged, wasn't he? So I'm sure somebody else was killed with a point of an umbrella in London. Was umbrella, wasn't oh, the so this professor is saying that alcohol is by far and away the most use drug in spiking and actually what we've just been talking about the third on that list is house parties but it does say please concern over drink spiking at house parties you can see that that would be the place isn't it because yeah. those at a house party you're going to assume that the people are a bit 
are fine. They're friends mm. of a friend, so mm. they're probably all right. And that's actually where you're more vulnerable, isn't it? Yeah. The guard is down, isn't it? Yeah. You're not going to you... be covering your bottle with your thumb and. Oh God, is that what you're supposed to? I've never even thought yeah. about that. Have it. Have a drink in the bottle and cover it with your thumb. You were saying that you'd been injected in other avenues. <laughs> Would you care to elaborate? I was injected for work um, with a bit of anaesthetic just because we needed some shots for something and um, and there wasn't anybody else around or anything that we could film. So so a doctor did put some anaesthetic into my arm, which probably was very unethical. But I still see those shots used all the time. (laughs) (laughs) There's my BCG star in that one. Do they know it's Glamorous News Lady's arm, though? No, we don't actually. Going back to the namesake, this was because I was talking about uh, being moved out of the way so that a glamorous news lady's handbag at uh, TV Centre could be put down where I was sitting. <laughs> <laughs> and you said the same had happened to you. I was I was sitting in a chair and I had to move very quickly out of the chair because what of... was put down in your place? I think actually a person was. It put was down. a bottom. Yeah, it was a bottom. <laughs> Oh, right. Well, that's an upgrade from me being replaced by a bag. <laughs> I was sitting in an important chair that I should not have sat in. How did you take it? I did as I was told and jumped up. And now people are jumping up left, right and centre to let your bottom nestle in the cosy seat. <laughs> that's the progression of the bottoms, isn't it? That's <laughs> the dancing I've been doing, yeah. <laughs> you start your career as somebody whose bottom has to move and then you after you put in the hours and you're somebody who's 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 has bottoms moved for their bag working from home works mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no jousting of the butts <laughs> not when you've got a groove in your seat <laughs> or a seat in your groove <laughs> yeah. i don't even have to wear pants if i don't want to <gasps> that's an exclusive Goodness me podcast <laughs> listeners <laughs> Don't wet yourselves all at once with excitement. Everyone used to say that about newsreaders, didn't they? That, you know, that they didn't have trousers on, they were just there in their shorts. Do you know what? I once had blue socks on with with, um, black trousers and they did a side shot and people saw my blue socks and I I heard about it for the next year, people talked about it. Or once I had bare feet as well on shot. Oh my God. What do they say? What a slut. (laughs) Yeah. They were just so excited about it. And nobody that in the middle of the pandemic, I once turned up with one black and one navy shoe. Nobody noticed that at all. Don't they say <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. was one a high heel and one a flat, so he was sort of yeah. going like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we just thought, oh no, she's forgotten her orthopedic shoe again. <laughs> oh, it, that was spotlight specifically that somebody was telling me how bitchy the comments were that you get. Tell us your worst, or are they not? But worst com- worst comments about me. Somebody said my think... sorry was a coronavirus hotspot once. Your hair. Yeah. <laughs> was it your hairy trousers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my hair and my rings were coronavirus hotspots and um, MI5 were coming to sort me out. No. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Oh, hang on, I think they're at the door. Yeah, I was really scared. I couldn't sleep for weeks after that. <laughs> <laughs> now I thought I for some reason spotlight listeners was were someone was telling me I don't know if it was you that they're really like they pick up on loads of stuff. I think all, all like, viewers are like, like that they're just idiots aren't they? Yeah. Viewers and listeners anyone listening to anything is an idiot. Yeah. Um no I think people are really nasty aren't they? I think that that the difficulty is that in the olden days you had to make a real effort, didn't you, to contact someone? If you wanted mm. to say something shitty about someone, you mm. had to write a letter about it. And then there was a like a way of you could you could phone in and get through to someone and say you didn't like someone's tie or whatever it was you're going to complain about. And I remember taking calls from people who were complaining about people being too fat and saying that they shouldn't be on telly because it was setting a really bad example to the nation. And then email came along and people could be quite nasty. It was quite easy to be. And then social media. And it was, mm. you know, why not put a death threat a day? I think, yeah, you're right. With the social media, it's the way you can just simply tag someone. 
So you can say, why, oh, why is, you know, so-and-so. Why, oh, why? Why, oh, why, 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 oh, why? Why in heaven's name? Write it in green ink as well. Why, oh, why BBC is such and such on the television when they can blah, blah, blah. And you can then, you at the person in it. And, you know, it's, it's just the work of a second and you can do it anonymously as well. I think yeah. social media is very disruptive in that sense. Yeah, we should get rid of it, shouldn't we? Love it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oops, sorry. You've been attacked <laughs> on social media, though, haven't you, Vicky? Quite often. I had a what? couple of pylons. You've had a pylon. <laughs> oh, no, that's a yeah, pile. But... <laughs> the pylon was at your special sex parties, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there is a place quite near us where you can go for swinging, a special house. Swinging, not dogging. Swinging, yeah, not dogging. I know the dogging sites, but I do know of the swinging site as well. The friend of mine has gone there. And swung? To swing. Swing, yeah. It didn't work. Why I mean, it didn't it work? It was a safer marriage, it didn't work. Turns out swinging is not a good therapy. Weird but... that. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? I know. Can you add anything? So what, she and her husband went to the swinging party in an effort to save their marriage? Yes. How did that conversation go? Our marriage is in the doldrums. We can save it by shagging loads of complete strangers in front of each other. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's one way of attempting to save your marriage. Russell Brand went to a swinging party and he said it was like in a kind of really random flat in somewhere like East London and they went to the top of this tower block and then he was like, okay, it was all happening. It was all quite strange. But the worst thing was that they came around with bowls of peanuts. And he's like, <laughs> don't touch them. Matron, take them away. But I like his standards. Yeah, it's all right to kind of shag complete strangers, but don't touch them up. How do you know when it's your turn at a swinging party? Do you basically sort of like, if, if, you, if you go into a swing party, is it basically you are agreeing to sort of do anything with anything to anything? Or, or are you sort of saying, well... There has to be a bit of like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, or definitely not. I mean, how does there it There must work? be an etiquette, mustn't there? I've been to an orgy. Have you? Yeah, and there was like, there's a code of, and especially around the women, I noticed. I didn't participate, which was why I didn't last very long there. I was like, this is really strange. Don't feel very hygienic. Did you know it was an orgy before you went? Did they like go to pay for Did what? Did you know it was an orgy? Did you know yeah. that? Yeah, that... yeah. Myself and my friend went to have a look and actually she was a podcaster and it was because she was doing a podcast because it, it was something about girl around London town, like one of those things, which is a bit risque. And so I went with her and um, and she was like, it's really classy. You know, people always go. And I was like, well, it won't be sort of people kind of coming in your face and stuff <laughs> <laughs> in the peanuts. <laughs> but essentially, I think that's what it boils down to. But it was very strange seeing like a writhing mass of people like all kind of jiggeting about, you know, that kind of the sexual movements. And I was a bit like, these people aren't so glamorous anymore. I can't imagine that. What, what was classy about it? Was it that they didn't do peanuts? They did like a Bombay mix instead. <laughs> oh dear. That would be, imagine sort of Bombay mix. And then that. I'm only going to swing party if they've got cashews. <laughs> <laughs> Canapes. <laughs> as many volumes as I can stuff up my ass. It was the fact that there were really loads of glamorous people standing around and they had a special invitation system that was, like, guaranteed that people wouldn't go there with, like, human trafficked people or something like that. I don't I don't know what the rules were, but... Were people um, wearing those sort of masked ball things so you couldn't see who they were? All you could see was their sort of... No, I didn't pudenda. see any of that. But they, they, there was the this weird rule thing that, like, men have to be really courteous to women and the women have to... Like, like bears when they're mating... And they walk along and like the, the female bear finally kind of goes like that. And the male bear comes along and she lets him. It was a bit like that. I didn't know about their sex etiquette. Have a look at that. It's really cute. It's very sweet. Is it? Yeah. So if, I, if I Google bear sex. Yes. <laughs> they will be knocking on your door. <laughs> There's a program on Apple TV about, I don't know, it's about tiny, tiny things or tiny something tiny world and it had it had like this spider mating dance and do you know what? it was just like the mc hammer dance well you know that bit when you go the bears maneuver did you try it 
<laughs> the bear's maneuver was completely different to that. It was very slinky and sort of, I might be really big and gruffly, but I'm quite, they were quite ballet-like. Balletic bears? Balletic. Course, haven't they? Do they go a lot on tiptoes? <laughs> <laughs> on their points. Like a ballet, yeah, ballet dancer. <laughs> if you all tell me what you're going to have for dinner, then we can call it a day. I'm having pizza. Oh, you go, you go first, GNL. It's it's got turkey mince and potatoes in it. It's like a cottage pie, I think. Oh, did you do it? Good. I started making it, but I haven't finished it. It's not one of your girls, is it? Chewing my lip with envy now. No, I'm not. No, I don't eat my girls. (laughs) I did feed them Bombay mix once, and they drank a lot of water. (laughs) (laughs) Were they outside having a fag and a few? Party. <laughs> I hope people realise we're talking about chickens. Obviously, it was vegan Bombay mix because I, you know, can't feed them anything cannibalistic. God, I can't yeah, believe we used vegans. to have chickens. Do you feed your chickens their the eggshells back as well to strengthen? Yes, I do, eggs. but only their eggshells. I don't feed them eggshells of other chickens in case that they're infected with stuff. Ah, good yeah. thinking. Yes. Yeah, you know, they love filthy pasta. stranger chicken eggshell. Pasta and rice and all things rice. Like well, I'm having a burrito to make you all jealous. Oh, everybody loves burritos. I love burritos. They're ready-made and they're from Tesco's and they're okay. Are they those ones in like paper packs or yes. wrapping? Yeah, they're I enormous. Yeah, that's quite nice actually. The thing is though, if I look at those, I always think, yeah, I would like one of those, but I need something else to go with it just on its own. It's never seemed quite enough. Yeah, like another burrito. For a greedy fat boy, yeah. <laughs> He's very fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What you need is some Bombay mix. <laughs> Have you got a thing about it? Some Bombay mix and, and some interesting writhing in the middle with your burrito. <laughs> I'll send you some selfies. Have you eaten your burrito? <laughs> That's sexy. Mm. Oh, it's like going back to the hot rods, isn't it? And Big Bats. <laughs> that was my suggestion for a new name for Big Bats. I think hot rods is pretty good. Yeah, what was, was it yours? Was, what yours was big sausage, wasn't it? Big sausage. In Plymouth, you can get half a yard of sausage. <laughs> I haven't found it. Captain <laughs> Jasper's. Well, you haven't looked hard enough, have you, Victoria? Yeah. I don't. Well, actually, I have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, what we didn't do is do much run up to you, um, glamorous knees lady. Yes. Um, in that we didn't get any listeners to give us any questions for you. So if we do that, won't you be able to answer some? Yeah, well, it depends on the question, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. If they're if they're really filthy, will you answer them? <laughs> <laughs> what, like, how do you get um, get blood out of a white shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff that stuff that you'll definitely know. How often do you have to brush out your hairy trousers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Tony and Guy next week. I'm going to get them highlighted. <laughs> Cut into shapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great one <laughs> but what remains to be said is thank you so much for coming to see us thank, thank you very nice. much yeah <laughs> fantastic if you enjoyed it yeah i did it was good fun i'll finish my gin as well i know right. you need we should have loosened you up with a bit more gin <laughs> yeah loosened well, her up things when i listen to you i always have these little quips that i want to kind of add in and little stories so i know i actually get to say them I even do that with my own podcast. Do you? <laughs> you can never pun enough. <laughs> if only I'd thought to say that at the time. I would have oh, sounded really I'll... clever. Yeah. <laughs> you could well, okay. only... Victoria, <laughs> given that you edit it, why don't you just listen to it, edit it, and then listen to it again and actually add a few witty bits of your own. Talk into it like DJs yeah. talking over the music at yeah. uh, oh, wedding oh, discos. Oh, oh, doodle do. <laughs> like a local radio DJ. I think if I said... <laughs> Do you remember when they brought in um, Radio Man and it would tell you, you, I don't know, you might have been in the wrong bit of broadcasting by then, but they, it would tell you like how long the intro was on any mm. song. And some of the de- some of the presenters, you got really cross because they're like, it just takes the art away. I knew exactly <laughs> yeah. how long I could talk for every single song. And now anyone can do it because it tells you the three seconds left on the intro. I can't believe anyone knew that. <laughs> yeah. It's marvellous. 
those are the days. Oh, they did, yeah. That was a big thing with local radio DJs talking. <laughs> I'm going to be able to talk up to the vocal. <laughs> God, if I close my eyes, it's smashy. Yeah, smashy and nicely. In the, in the era when all local radio DJs' names were just two Christian names, like David yeah. John, Tony Paul. Yeah. And they all had, I remember when I used to work in local radio, it was a ma- massive excitement when the station controller would go to America to get a load of new jingles recorded. The world of Ben, this is Ben's world. And apart from the sort of station jingles, they, they'd get shouts done. And you'll both know what a shout is. It's when they, they, they sort of the, the, the amassed sort of singers in the studio just shout your name. So, you know, Tony, Paul. Like that, you know? <laughs> I thought you were talking about a shout out because that's a different thing. Mm, that that is a different thing. No, these no, are I heard do that. I heard, oh, yeah. My boys are here. They could do you a shout out. Shout. Do you want a shout? <laughs> Let it all out. <laughs> Thing is, they'll do a shout. <laughs> Who's the tea fairy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. Who's Father Christmas? You. Oh, goodness oh, me. Ben's going to cry. I am. <laughs> so are you saying that nobody's coming down my chimney and emptying their sack this year? No, because you've been a very naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it, you're a very naughty boy every year, Ben. No. You've got to well, no, maybe you haven't been naughty enough. You need to be on the special naughty list. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just leave. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? A few people are gonna be playing that back. What? <laughs> you, what you just said. <laughs> it was said brilliantly. <laughs> it feels very naughty. Oh god. <laughs> this is gonna boost our listeners no end. This is what I've been saying you should say for years, Victoria. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> I don't have the right trousers on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to wear some very hairy trousers for that. <laughs> I'm gonna get myself a hairy onesie <laughs> to compete. <laughs> so you can sweat your way through the podcast. <laughs> More. <laughs> I've, got, yeah, I've got a furry top to go with my furry trousers, and I just look like a sheep. <laughs> You'd be the loveliest sheep I'd ever seen. You know, Aww. just have to be really careful wearing it in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you wanted that kind of attention. Yeah. Unless I wanted Father Christmas to come down my chin. <laughs> well, it's made my podcast hearing think that his mum's glamorous. I think that's lovely. <laughs> that's really sweet. Well, the first part was glamorous. Isn't that what he said? The first part was glamorous. <laughs> oh, Where did you go to school? Girls' school. I went back for their um, 200, no, 100th anniversary recently, which was really good. And some of my old teachers were there, but there was one who was, right, he was a brand new teacher when I, when I first started. And now he sort of looks like he's got dementia and for me, he definitely wouldn't remember me. And it was really scary. You're like, oh my God, like you look really old. I must be really old now. I had exactly the same experience where the, the school where my two girls went one of my old teachers was still there hanging on in there and I went in to see her and I didn't realize it was her she said oh do you remember me and I said and because she when I knew her she was Miss Neil but now of course she was Mrs Wood and I said um I used to teach history and all I could remember was one time she sent me out because I called her a bastard (laughs) (laughs) I think I can't remember what terrible thing I had done or that she had done or whatever, whatever happened. But I remember she sent, she sort of kicked me out. And so I had to go and sit outside the classroom. And of course, they, you know, just my luck, the, the head teacher walked past and went inside to find out why I'd been sent out, then took me into this study and gave me the slipper, <gasps> which oh. was still a thing when I was at school. God, no, we, we never got beaten. We just. You don't know someone called. Do you? No. She's from the same area. I was wondering if she went to the same school. Oh, yeah. This is like, you sound like an American. It's, hey, you're from England. You're not my cousin in Manchester. No, yeah. Ben, there's reason to that because they would, they're in the same area, the same age, and they're both bright girls. So I have a friend in Carventry. Do you know Carventry? <laughs> Leicester. <laughs> I had a boyfriend. His surname was Ayers. And they were like, they, we were in Passport Control. He's like, what's your surname? He's like, Ayers. He's like, Ayers, your name is Ayers. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's my podcast title right there. <laughs> yes. Thank you for bringing a touch of glamour to our podcast. Yes, it's been fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Lovely to talk to you and uh, see you again sometime. Oh, we love bye. you. Take care. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. And there she goes. And there you go for another week. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Every single one of you. We particularly appreciate ratings and reviews as well as interaction. So how can you do that? At YDLMF podcast on Twitter or you didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com. So don't forget any filthy questions for Glamorous News Lady or indeed us. You didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com. Have a really great couple of weeks till we see you next. Bye.